0: hello everybody and welcome to it's time for affordable housing i'm your favorite host Lashondra graves the apartment lady founder of apartment housing rentals foundation owner of the apartment lady llc and principal in for the children academy foundation how are you how are you i'm so excited to be here you guys already know i always say i'm so excited because you you really don't understand I am literally so excited, but I'm not excited about what's happening today. So you guys know I'm the apartment lady and, you know, I'm the founder of the Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation, but the Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation, which I founded eight years ago, have been doing eviction prevention for eight years since we started. And then, you know, second chance rentals. So those are our two main programs or our popular programs since then we started a whole bunch of other programs but I probably told you guys also that um, God had me praying uh, on live so Facebook live LinkedIn live YouTube live Twitter live, Instagram live, got me praying on live against evictions, and today was day 30, and so I pray every weekday at 8 a.m., and then on the weekends at about 9.30 a.m., and sometimes I have ministers, and um, and now to next week, I'm going to have our members come on and pray against evictions, you know, touching the grease, then in solidarity, against evictions, okay? And so that's why I'm, I'm just leading you up to what this show is about. Let me tell you, you guys, um, Who? okay. People are starting to be killed because of these evictions. And mainly uh, law enforcement, the sheriffs are getting killed And all of these different states because of these evictions. And I'm going to be reading these stories. And so I'm not going to Cora today. I'll be reading um, about, I'll I'll read four of these eviction stories of um, how either the landlord or the tenant, I mean, or the sheriff was killed because they were serving an eviction. Let me do my prayer so I can really, really get into this because this is very, very important. All right, here we go. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now with praise and thanksgiving, saying thank you for your grace, mercy, love, understanding, wisdom, knowledge, provision, power, comfort in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, before I come before your throne, I ask that you forgive my sins and the sins of the souls that's under the sound of my voice even up until this very second, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I'm asking you to comfort the families that have lost people as a casualty of this war against evictions, Father, in the name of Jesus. I'm asking you to remove that misplaced hate and anger, Father, in the name of Jesus. I'm asking that you remedy this eviction situation in an equitable way so that the landlord nor the tenant have to get burned or face scars or scarred up Because of this situation, Father, in the name of Jesus, remove the hate, remove the anger, Father, in the name of Jesus, remove the confusion, because the landlords and the tenants, they're against each other, and and the tenants, they're against everyone, because they're angry. I mean, you have to understand, Father, they're getting removed from their stability. Whatever their stability was, this is a place that they were living in. They don't see no future as far as where they're going to go after. And this is hard in the name of Jesus. But you said you were doing a new thing. You said you were doing a new thing and you're inviting everyone that's a part of this housing rental industry. That's a part of these evictions to come to you because you're doing a new thing. And I believe you. Um, Furthermore, I plan on giving out valuable information. I plan on meeting the listeners where they are. Because you said, if I put my plans before you, you will establish them. So if I seek you first, your kingdom and your righteousness, all these plans will be added onto you. These are my plans. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Okay, you guys. Um, Okay. So. As I was saying. Now. Uh, the first story, uh, yeah, the first story um, of, you know, these evictions um, people getting killed because of these evictions, um, it's coming from ABC News, um, NBC News, all of the news, everybody covered it because, you know, they're shocked. I'm shocked that it's taking people to get killed for you to start covering what's going on with these evictions but guess what the problem is so big the problem is so big that even if you didn't want to say the numbers of people that is being put out on the streets or is being evicted you was going to have to cover it some type of way it was going to burst out and so that's what it did it burst out but it burst out in a horrible way now I had prophesied in 2020 that there were going to be blood, there was going to be blood running down the streets because of these evictions. So that was in 2020. I was trying to put it out there. You know, I was telling uh, renters and I was telling the members of Apartment Housing Renters Foundation to, play, to pay at least 40% of your rent. I was telling them, pay at least 40% of your rent by the grace of God. Um, the members of Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation and the people that we brought in during uh, this pandemic, none of them got evicted. None of them got evicted, and and I, I thank God for that. However, that prophecy—it's happening now. It's happening now because you can't just put a band aid. <laughs> I mean, they didn't even—they uh, didn't even build a bridge. You know, they didn't even put a wall up what, what, a dam what, what that's the name They didn't even um, build a dam I mean th- this is a liquid liquid when I say liquid I mean fluid situation where and when I say fluid I'm talking about a situation that changes from second to second moment to moment right and they tried to put a pandy on this horrible situation. But I keep telling you guys, renters make up one, uh, 37% of the United States. 37% of the United States. The United States only have about 330 million people. And so 37%, that's roughly about 122.9 100, 100, uh, million people. That's renters, right? And so that's a, I mean that's over a third of the United States and they tried to put a band-aid on a problem on the situation that has to do with over a third of the population. So of course the blood was gonna be running down the streets because nobody there is no regular there's no real regulations. On rentals, And I know, don't want to go into that. I'm going to have a whole session about that. I'm going to invite as many experts as I can to talk about rent control. Because when I say regulations, I'm not, I'm not just talking about rent control. But let's just um, see, you know, what I prophesize and, and what I've been praying against for 30 days live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn simultaneously at 8 a.m., all right? Okay, so what happened was, a Chicago woman faces um, facing eviction is accused of killing her landlord and hiding the remains in the freezer. Oh my gosh. Um, so basically, the woman was charged um, with murder and accused of killing her landlord. Um, who was trying to evict her and hiding the dismembered remains in a freezer? So, Sandra Kalola, Kalolu, Kalalu, Kalalu, uh, you know, guys, hmm, I'll have all the links to all these stories because I don't want to pronounce her name wrong, was charged with the first degree murder and concealment of a homicide. The, the, the victim is Francis Walker, 69, who owned a building, who owned a boarding horn home was renting rooms to several tenants was killed authorities say the person who owns the residence has actually served the defendant with a notice to leave or an eviction notice Brendan um Denham the Chicago police chief of detectives told reporters that very well could have possibly be why it escalated into this. Um, the defendant becoming extremely angry and committing this horrific act. Okay. So I'm going to, um, do a moment of prayer, uh, for these people, um, especially the landlord and her family, you know, that, um, oh gosh, it's, this is a lot. Okay. You guys, this, you, this is, this is a lot. Because I saw it, I physically saw this. I saw the visions. I saw what this stuff looked like two years ago, and now to be reading these stories, it, it's a lot. Um, but we're gonna um, we're gonna uh, take out we're gonna do a moment of prayer, um, silence for for this landlord, in the name of Jesus. And then we're going to also pray, you know, for the lady who, who killed her because guess what? Both of them was just a casualty of this war, this, this eviction, the, this eviction crisis, plague war. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Mm. And so then we go, um, I, I get, you know, I, 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 uh, deal with another, a story, um, where where it says the rental owners deal with uh multiple eviction related shootings okay so this came from uh, a site multi-family dive and basically they're saying in the span of one week there's been multiple shootings around the country related to evictions including two that left a total of eight people dead a gunman believed to be upset of his pending eviction shot and killed three people august 28th at a houston rental complex after he lured residents lured residents out of their homes by starting fires according to ktrk in houston two other victims were taken to the hospital and the shooter was later killed by officers from the Houston Police Department. The landlord of a property in Houston told KTRK that the shooter turned in his keys on Saturday before being evicted for not paying rent. It is thought that he retaliated by opening fire on the residents, According to HPD, uh, Chief Troy Finner, Okay, so that is Houston Police Department uh Chief Troy Fenner. The landlord told the station that one of the victims was the property manager. While Houston, while the Houston shooting made news over the weekend, the incident wasn't the only recently deadly shooting related to evictions. In Oklahoma City, two deputies were shot on August 23rd while administering an eviction notice to a home to a home sergeant bobby schwartz died after being transported to the university of oklahoma medical center while deputy mark johns was released four days later according to kwch and wikita Wick wik guys kansas um uh, on August 25th in Arizona constable Deborah Martinez um Garabe and a shooter 24-year-old Gavin Lee Stansell were among four people killed when Martinez was serving an eviction notice at Lynn Commons, northeast of downtown Tucson, Arizona, according to the Arizona Republic. Lynn Commons website listed Tucson, Tucson-based Apollo Common Management as the operator. The Arizona Apartment Association put out a statement saying that its members were shocked and saddened by the violence in Tucson. Arizona constables perform difficult, often dangerous work, the association said in a Facebook post. Property managers also handle a challenging role with the utmost professionalism. As an association, we will do our part to support efforts to ensure that their safety um, and to ensure their safety in the workplace. Currently, you guys, evictions are rising across the country and the U.S. Census Bureau projects that 3.8 million renters could be evicted in the coming months. 3.8 million renters could be evicted in the coming months because of inflation. By the end of most COVID-19 related eviction moratoriums and rental assistance payments and rising rent and most of the Metropolitan areas. So, you guys, this okay. So, I'm glad that um, and I have to go back and forth to all these stories that uh, the multifamily dive they covered all four. No, they didn't cover the Chicago one yet, but they covered the, the shootings that happened for evictions in Oklahoma. They covered the shootings that happened because of evictions in Texas. They covered the shootings that happened because of the evictions and. Arizona and then they rounded it up with a number you guys that people need to pay attention to. You guys know I'm all about the numbers. You need to pay attention to this. The US Bureau, the US Census Bureau projects projects that 3.8 million renters could be evicted in the coming months. I'm talking about the coming months. I'm talking about before 2023. Do you understand how big of a problem that is? So let me, so we're going to do a moment of silence for all of those casualties of war. (sighs) That, you know, for all the families that lost people to this casual, um, due to this eviction crisis. So we're going to do a moment of silence for all those families in the name of Jesus I love you, God. I love you. I love you. I love you. Okay, moment of silence. Okay, you guys, um, we're in the war. Okay. If you, if you don't understand it, uh, we're in the war. So then I'm actually going to put the link to the multifamily dive into the description of this, um, this episode because then you'll be able to just read what's going on you guys we're in a war we're in a war and and it should not be and we don't have to be there but 3.8 million families or households renters being evicted in the the next few months yeah yeah we're in a war We're in a war. And so then, you know, I started thinking about um, yesterday when I was reading, you know, all of this disturbing news about the blood that's running in the streets because of these infections, Um, I just started thinking about how much it would cost to have police officers or, you know, um, to have three, uh, two or three police cars dispatched to every eviction that has to be served how how much each city would have to pay to have all of these officers at a a single eviction service that's a lot of money i'm like wow i mean wouldn't they rather just pay some arrears instead of you know taking the officers off off um off these um you know, well, these are real crimes. I can't say off real crimes because sheriff officers and constables, um, deputies, they're, they're getting killed just for serving an eviction. So you, you guys have to understand, People lives are being, I mean, the rug is being pulled from up under them. And, and when you think of a rug being pulled from up under you, it's not real it, it, it you don't necessarily see it as slowly being pulled from up under you. When you think of a rug being pulled from up under somebody, you think of it being snatched really quick from up under you when they have no idea. So then you might be thinking, like, okay, but if they if they know they haven't paid their rent and they know that they're in court. And then after court, whether they showed up or not, they know that the sheriff served a notice. Uh, then they know it's happening. It's not like a rug is being snatched from up under them. Let me tell you, and once a person realizes that they're in a problem that they don't see themselves getting out of, they shut down. They shut down. So that's even more. That's even more dangerous than them actually being um, physically a part of what's going on. Dealing with a person, that's that's temporary insanity. They shut down. Their lives are completely in shambles and they have they don't see no way out. Those arrears, guys, the arrears, man, these arrears go for $5,000 to $40,000 to $50,000. Okay? $5,000 to $40,000 to $50,000 depending on what state you're in. So even if you did get a job and now you got to start paying your rent. So if you're owing about 50,000 arrears, your your rent is maybe 2,000 dollars Then you so then you have to start paying your rent. But start paying some of the arrears too. How long would you have to how, how long would your lease have to be for you to pay $40,000 in arrears back? If even if your rent was 2000 and you were paying $500 a month off that $40,000, how many years? How many years would you have to work? I mean, would you have to be in that lease in order to pay that all that money back? And then let's say how much money do you have to make an hour? In order to afford twenty five, so you, I mean, honestly, even okay, you're paying a thousand, you're paying two thousand dollars, and then you, for rent, and then you're trying to pay that arrear back, that five hundred dollars a month arrears back. Okay, so if, if you made five thousand dollars a month, which there is nowhere near minimum wage, okay, if you made five thousand dollars a month, um, that's fifty percent of what you make. <sighs> So do you do you get it? it? It just doesn't seem like there's a solution to this, right? It, it don't seem like it, and it's okay. It's it, it's okay. The reason why I'm saying it's okay is because I'm not focused on that problem as much as I'm focused on a solution. Because God, God, has been telling me the solution is there. He already put the solution. In my heart, in my mind, and now he's going to put it out. He's going to you know, start making me say the solution out loud. So I've been praying. Um, it's been 30 days. Today was 30 days that I've been praying live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Praying against evictions, 8 a.m. Um, all you have to do if you want to be a part of those prayers is um, look for... The apartment lady on Facebook, youtube LinkedIn or twitter and you'll um uh, and and you know eight a m on the weekends on the weekdays and nine thirty a m on weekends, central standard time, and just join me in solidarity because the plan is there the plan is out there God is just requiring us to um uh, Humble ourselves, pray and seek His face, turn from our wicked ways, and we hear from heaven, forgive us of our sin, and heal the land. You guys, this is real. This is real life. And we need to spread the word about this. We need to be aware of what's going on. And we need to be watchful as well as prayerful about this, because it's going to take God, and he already told me he's going to do it. It's going to take God to remedy this eviction crisis. And I just want the blood to stop running through the streets. I saw this two years ago. I saw the actual images of blood running down the streets, and I just want that to stop Okay, guys, this is my show. Thank you for listening to It's Time for Affordable Housing. Now, let me tell you, um, I want you to text evictions to 707070, evictions to 707070, because we, are, um, we have prayer candles, right? And so we're going to be praying in solidarity across the United States against these evictions. It's going to be peaceful, okay? Uh, because it's prayer. And prayer and peaceful—they go together. Prayer without peaceful don't work, okay? But I want everybody to be a part of it. Like I said, it's 122.9 million renters in the United States, and it's time for us to bring our voices together. And the one way we can do it is through prayer. God is saying that we need—it's time for us to pray. It's time to pray. So, apart from the Housing Rentals Foundation, we um, we decided to hand out prayer um, candles we decided to have these candles where everybody we're all using the same candles and we'll be praying at the same time on the same day lighting our candles in whatever state we're in okay it doesn't matter what state you're in all you have to do to get your prayer candle is text the word evictions to 707070, the word evictions to 707070. I want to thank you guys for listening to It's Time for Affordable Housing. I'm your favorite host, LaShondra Grace, the apartment lady, founder of Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation. Like I said, get your prayer candles. Text evictions to 707070 text evictions to 707070. Thank you guys. God bless you. And I love you. I love you. I love you guys. I love you so much. Thank you.